and welcome to the AMC Cultivate podcast, brought to you by FCC Farm Credit Canada. I'm your host, Robert Zirk. In today's episode, we'll explore the sales side of ag manufacturing. And interestingly, both of my guests today never saw their career paths leading to ag manufacturing. So we'll learn more about how they got here and why it's a field they're excited to continue working in. I'll be joined today by Chris Morrison, Regional Sales Manager with Raven Industries, and Jordan Graber, Sales Representative at Bauman Manufacturing. Chris Morrison grew up in rural Saskatchewan, though not on a farm. And when it came time to begin pursuing a career path, initially he studied psychology and later hotel and restaurant management. We spoke with Chris to learn more about how his career change to ag manufacturing came about and why he's passionate about agriculture and manufacturing. Chris, welcome to AMC Cultivate. Can you start by telling us a bit more about Raven Industries and what they do? Raven Industries has been in ag for a long time. We recently got purchased by CNH, which really changed around the the company portfolio quite a bit. When uh, CNH purchased or acquired Raven, we had two other divisions that are no longer part of the CNH family or in the process of going away. Now we're able to focus most of our efforts on, on the agriculture sector of it. The way uh, they got started was a lot with flow meters and what now seems like very rudimentary control for sprayers. Along the way, they kept adding more and more to the portfolio. So what got them to Canada was they acquired a company out of Saskatchewan called Montgomery Industries. They added several other parts or products to the portfolio. We got into GPS, mostly things revolving around sprayer, but a lot of agriculture technologies. The way I came to them, uh, one of the last acquisitions they made was they purchased a company called DOT. So what DOT was or is, is an autonomous tractor unit basically that uh, has different, the ability to pick up and carry different implements. They purchased them and they purchased another autonomous company at the same time called Autocart. We've rebranded DOT now, it's uh, called Omnipower under the, the Raven suite of products. Omnipower currently has three different implement manufacturers that we're working with. Uh, the first is Pattison Liquid Systems out of Saskatchewan. Uh, the second is Seedmaster, they build an air drill for us, and the third is New Leader. They're a, an American company that builds a spreader box that uh, we can carry around with the Omnipower. How did you get started working with Raven Industries? I started with uh, Raven uh, about two and a half years ago. I actually got hired by DOT, uh, and it was in the middle of the acquisition. So my second or third week at work, the acquisition finished and I officially became a Raven employee. Previous to that, Raven owned the majority stake in DOT, but it was still a separate company. So when I came aboard, my task was 100% to find homes for DOT, or which then became Omnipower, so completely on the, on the autonomous side of the, the project or the business. We decided shortly after I came aboard not to commercialize DOT at that time, so I spent the first year in the field actually using the machine, helping the R&D team find its weaknesses and strengths and documenting for them, which is wonderful. It's been 12 years of my career since I've been able to spend a full year in the field, like my customers, farming, getting up every morning, going and starting a piece of machinery and going, getting tasks done in the field and, and helping this project get to fruition. After about a year, they came to us and asked, uh, myself and another person started in sales with DOT, they came to us and asked us to take over the sales network in Canada. So one of us uh, took a case in New Holland stores, one took Agco, and then uh, we split up our independent dealers between the two of us, and I ended up on the case in New Holland side. So I look after that channel in Canada, plus I still have a lot to do with the autonomy project. 
So why did you choose to get into ag manufacturing? I've been in agriculture for about 16 years, uh, moved home for some personal family reasons and I'm from Langbank, Saskatchewan, that's where Seedhawk was started which then uh, got purchased by Vatterstad down the road. When I moved home my dad was actually production manager at Seedhawk, he, uh, we had a small oil field company, after I went away to college they sold that, moved home to the family farm, farmed for a few years and then dad ended up taking this job at Seedhawk. So just to help out with the family and, and be close to home, I went to the factory floor, I worked in the paint line uh, at Seedhawk and I'm fairly boisterous, that's why we're talking today and, and like to visit with people. So they started asking me if I would go to trade shows and any events we had or anything to help out on that side. Uh, the company was really small, when I joined still it was about 30 employees. So I started going to, to trade shows and they took about a year and they asked me if I would come into the sales uh, team or sales department and I did a lot with sales and also a lot with marketing. I started organizing all the trade shows and figuring out where we were going to spend our marketing dollars to kind of promote the product and get word out on what we were doing. Uh, and I spent 10 years with them. Then uh, that career came to an end and I spent about four years with a company called Farmer's Edge which is a, a Winnipeg based uh, data agriculture data company. Uh, and then had the opportunity to come to DOT. Along the way, uh, as I got a taste for it at Seedhawk, I, I really developed a passion for helping launch new products, especially new technological things that the rest of the industry wasn't doing yet. Uh, that's what ultimately led me to Farmer's Edge. Uh, while I was working for Farmer's Edge, I happened to drive into Norbert Bojo's yard, who is one of the, well, is the owner or one of the owners of Seedmaster and started this DOT project. Uh, before anybody knew about DOT, I happened to just stumble across it and I told them right then and there when, when you're ready for someone like me to join the company, I'd be very interested in coming aboard. Uh, so it took a couple years as DOT grew and uh, eventually it got to the size that they needed uh, some different talent and some different uh, industry types or personalities to come aboard and I immediately applied and, and jumped on. There's uh, for, for me, in, in my career, I can't think of anything more exciting than figuring out how autonomy is going to come to agriculture and help the customers, and I wanted to be a part of it. Did you see yourself working in ag when you were younger? So my, my father grew up on the family farm. Uh, he eventually farmed with his father, and there's three brothers in that family, and the next youngest brother. I did not have the opportunity to really grow up on the farm. When the youngest brother in the family moved home, there then was uh, four families trying to live off of a fairly modest sized farm in Saskatchewan and it just wasn't enough for everybody to go around. Fortunately, my grandfather on the other side had a small oil field company, so my parents ended up purchasing it. So I actually left uh, the family farm when I was, I think, going into grade two, so around seven years of age, and I never got the bug. Uh, Dad had it. I, you know, I used to tease him anywhere we drove. He was watching, looking at the crops and how everything was staging, and anytime he saw equipment, he'd get excited, that, that whole farmer feel around getting back to the land. It didn't bite me, to be honest. I grew up in the oil patch. There was definitely careers there. I knew lots of people and lots of avenues in that. Uh, honestly, that didn't excite me that much either. I actually went to school for psychology. So I, I started my uh, post-secondary. I got a year of psychology in. Along the way, I grew up close to Kenosi Lake. It's a resort. There's a lot of bars and restaurants, and I'd worked at those for years and loved it. So I ended up leaving the psychology degree, went to, to school in Calgary at SAIT, and, and got a hotel and restaurant management degree. 
helped a couple of people get some bars open and then managed a bar and a restaurant for about a year and a half. Looked at it and it just wasn't fulfilling what I wanted. So I ended up going back to school and did another three years working on, I couldn't decide what I wanted, whether it was going to be psychology or sociology or social work or human justice, but I, it was all on the humanities side anyhow. And then that's, that's when I had these family issues that came up and decided to move home and took this job at Seedhawk and I haven't looked back since. There's, it's just a rewarding industry to be in. The, the owners of these companies are so welcoming to anybody that, that is coming in and wants to help them and they're so accepting of the technologies and the advice and I often say there's, there's no other industry I can think of where you go uh, try to sell a product to someone and they invite you to their kitchen table. They make sure you're fed before you leave. They're just the, the warmest people to work with. So. It was, it was very fulfilling to be in agriculture and then the technology moves so much faster than I think the average person thinks. There's a lot of opportunities for different careers and if you're someone that's addicted to new technology coming out and, and helping the industry figure out how they're going to use it and embrace it and, and accept it, ag is probably one of the world leaders in technology and I, I think that gets missed by a lot of people especially if they're outside of the industry. So those are the things that drew me to ag. But Growing up, I most certainly did not dream of someday being in agriculture. I, I wanted to be a psychologist for a while. I wanted to manage bars for a while. I, I never saw myself uh, being a farmer, and I never really have been a farmer. I've had a bunch of careers, or three careers now, that have assisted farmers in, in helping make their operations better. And yeah, just I love this industry. I can't imagine being in anything else. So now, having been in this role for some time, where do you see your career headed? So yeah, my career in agriculture, number one requirement for any job or any career I take, uh, they have to be accepting of me living in living at my farm. I live still in Langbank, Saskatchewan, a half a mile away from the original family homestead. That's important to me. I, I am not going to leave Saskatchewan. I want to be on my farm. Egg has been extremely accepting, if not encouraging, of me living remotely and working remotely. I'm, I'm surrounded by customers. I understand the industry because I literally live in the middle of a field on my acreage. So that's number one. I would, whatever job opportunities come my way, number one requirement is that they're accepting of that, that I not have to move to a city to be at headquarters or wherever that might be. And number two is that technology aspect that I spoke of before. I want my career and I'm, I'm established enough in my career, I think that I can demand this now that whatever my job is, I get to be part of bringing new technologies and, and new exciting ways and techniques of farming to farmers. And I just love being on that cutting edge or and the, the early part of the adoption curve for any product that, that I'm going to be a part of. If anyone listening is thinking, hey, maybe a career in egg manufacturing is for me, what advice do you have for someone who's looking to get into the field? I would recommend a career in agriculture to anyone. Uh, I've spoke about this a lot over my career, more from the farmer's perspective than just the manufacturers, but there was a time where I think parents gave advice to their children to leave the industry. Ag was not the most profitable industry, didn't have the best, or biggest future in the 80s. It was looked at fairly bleak, interest rates and things made it a little scary to be a farmer. Now I feel the opposite. You know, the parents want their children to stay at the farm. There is really good growth opportunities in this industry and, and manufacturing of course follows along the tone of their customers. So. 
I think there's huge careers and very exciting careers in agriculture right now. Probably the most in-demand sector is engineers. Uh, we desperately need more engineers and more talents and more different views of, of this equipment, especially with the, the advent of the, the computer systems and the technologies and stuff that Raven really specializes in it. We now need a lot of computer engineers coming along with fluid dynamics engineers and structural engineers. So if engineering interests you, sky is the limit in this industry. But it doesn't limit there. Uh, there needs to be charismatic people that can talk about what their products do, especially with so many new technologies. Farmers are, are really embracing these technologies, but they're not used to talking about them. If you're if you developed a new piece of software, trying to explain how it works and what it really is, that's not a conversation that farmers have all the time. So we need a lot of front of house people that can communicate how these different software systems, computer systems, even the equipment as it gets bigger and more specialized, how it really works and, and can portray that and, and communicate with farmers properly on how it'll affect their systems. Are there other roles that you see an increasing demand for in ag manufacturing? HR. We need thousands and thousands of people to come to our industry, literally thousands and thousands. Uh, we need good HR people to help us recruit them, make sure their interests are looked after. Uh, along with any business comes accounting and you know, you name it, we're no different than any other industry or any other sector. Every, every career uh, you could be interested in, ag has it no different than construction has it or any other manufacturing could be. You could build any kind of widget, you're going to need each division of the company. And once again, the part about ag I love is it's just so welcoming for anyone. I brag about my customers. We're the warmest salt of the earth people that you're ever going to run across. So no matter what sector of agriculture you're working in, you're still surrounded with that core attitude on who we work with and what we are. So incredibly rewarding careers in this industry and literally any skill set you have, we're going to need it just like any other, any other industry would. So I encourage everyone to have a good look at agriculture. The other really nice thing about ag that's changed a lot uh, in the, the most recent years, typically, Egg manufacturers started very rural. Uh, almost any product that you look at that we use, if you trace its lineage back, it gets to a farmer that didn't like the way that they had to get a task done, so they invented something that was a little bit different, and then it grew from there, and neighbors tried it, and then they would you know, sell to the next province or state or municipality or where it goes, and now a lot of them have gone global, especially in Canada. We've become a huge exporter of agriculture, technologies, and, and machinery in Canada. So the jobs in ag used to be looked at as you had to want to live rural. That's changed. The world has changed. Uh, an engineer, for example, if they can do everything online through the cloud. There's no reason to have to move rural. I want to live rural because that's where I'm from and, and being on my family farm is very important to me. But I understand a lot of people are not interested. They, they want to live in larger centers and cities and what have you. That work can be done from anywhere. Technologies like ours, like one of the big things we're working on is the ability to bring autonomy out to the field while well, the person that's running that machine 
the, the work is being done through the cloud, it doesn't matter if they're in town or if they're across the country in Vancouver or Toronto doing the programming and running of that machinery, as long as they have the skill set for it, we can move that data and those orders through the cloud or through the cell networks or however. So I think that's something that ag needs to get really good at, at advertising to the world, that you no longer have to want to live rural to join this industry. Before we go, I'm wondering if you can address some of the misconceptions that people might have about the egg manufacturing industry. I think one of the, the misconceptions is that to be in this industry, you had to grow up on a farm. Well, I, I did not. I'm, I'm proof of that. I wanted to be a psychologist, and I've, I've found a, a very good career in this industry. I think the one thing that probably looks different uh, with my career path and, and my history is I did grow up rural, or I was born in, in a rural area. But you don't even have to be from a rural area. We need talented people. We want talented people desperately. There is nothing about uh, a career in agriculture that says you have to have at some point lived in a farm or close to a farm or, or rural even. The COVID-19 pandemic was the catalyst for a lot of change and adaptation. And for some, it meant a complete change of careers. Like Chris Morrison from earlier, Jordan Graber also studied psychology. She thought about pursuing occupational therapy or becoming a teacher. But in 2020, when the onset of the pandemic made it impossible for her to work directly with people in the kinds of career-related roles she was looking to pursue, she joined Eldale Machine and Tool, a sibling company of Bauman Manufacturing, in what she thought would be a temporary job working in the plant. But while the role itself was temporary, her career in ag wasn't. And today, she's a sales representative with Bauman Manufacturing. AMC Cultivate spoke with Jordan to find out more about what some of the parallels were between her previous career path and her current one. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's start with the big question. How did you get to your career in ag manufacturing? How I got here, <laughs> that one is kind of all over the place. I went to school for psychology naturally, and I, I ended up in sales in agricultural manufacturing. Now when, when COVID hit, I was looking for a job and previously I'd been doing a lot of things working with kids, working with people, very like service kind of centered. So when COVID hit, obviously I couldn't do a lot of that. And uh, my mom was working at Eldale and Bauman at the time. So she got me a job there. I helped put together the Bauman website and then eventually moved my way onto the shop floor where I helped machine hubs and spindles and a lot of different components for agricultural equipment at Eldale. So I loved that more than I expected to and so when this job at Bauman's opened up in sales and parts and things like that, I kind of took that opportunity and saw it as something that could take me in a different direction but also uh, give me that chance to work with people again. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am and I'm loving it so it's been, it's been good. So egg manufacturing wasn't your first choice? No, I, I was fully geared towards going for my master's in occupational therapy or applying for teacher's college. So when this job opened up, I was actually fully in the process of writing those applications uh, to go back to McMaster or to go to teacher's college for at Brock or something like that. And there was something holding me back and I, I didn't know what it was. Like I was very nervous, but I was also excited and just very confused as to where I wanted to go. So when this job opened up in sales, I was like, well, you know, I get to work with people. I still get to combine that love for like contributing to agriculture, which is 
what I love so much about Eldale. You see all of these small components that make such a huge difference and it's just really cool to be a part of that. So it kind of combined the love for both of those things and it has continued to do that. So I think this is where I'll stay probably as well. What did you think about the ag manufacturing industry going into it? I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into because in the beginning it was just web web development. So I was using the skills that I had at university, you know, like critical thinking and things like that developing concise and consistent descriptions for all of these products that I'm now selling. So I kind of started learning about it there and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And then when, when the website was published, they asked if I could help on the shop floor at Eldale, you know, like cleaning and, and doing just some random jobs here and there. And I kind of wiggled my way into running the CNC machines and, and doing all of those things because I was seeing it happen and I'm that kind of person who likes to figure out how things work and learn as much as I can about as much as I can. So I really had no expectations at all, especially when I was at LD, I was like, okay, that guy's just turning a hunk of metal into a different hunk of metal. But then, you know, you get to learn how that's made and then how that goes out into the world. And it's just this small component of something that's so big, right? Like. I go to the grocery store and I'm picking up all these things, but before I started at Eldale and Bauman's, you don't think about all of the small things that go into that. And you don't think about those workers in agricultural manufacturing either in the same way. Like I never would have thought this was an industry that even existed until all of these things kind of lined up and I ended up in it. I didn't know what to expect. It's been bigger and better than I could have thought. So now that you're working in sales with Bauman Manufacturing, what does an average day look like for you? There is no average day in egg manufacturing. It doesn't exist. I'm meeting new people every day from so many different facets of agriculture because where I am right now, I'm selling hay equipment, but I'm also selling winter maintenance equipment like drop spreaders. I'm selling conveyors that can move things like ice or firewood or uh, grains or beans or any types of material that someone could want. I'm selling parts to the end user, but I'm also selling to dealers. I'm selling to the states and all across Canada. Like I'm talking to different people every single day and they have their toes in so many different ponds, right? So there is no typical day. I'm answering, I'm answering a lot of phone calls. I'm talking to a lot of people through email and things like that. And it's really just about listening and, and figuring out what people need and how I can help make their daily lives more efficient and better because people have a problem and all, all they're asking me to do is solve it for them, right? Like they, we just have to talk and kind of have that banter going and, and go from there. And it's, yeah, every day is different. And I think that's what I like about it. You've talked about a few of these things already, but I'm wondering if you can expand a little bit on the skills and education that would be most beneficial for someone considering a career in ag manufacturing. Well, in a very weird way, my psychology degree helps a lot, and I think maybe that's just a sales thing. I don't know. I don't know what that could be about, but my degree in no way was wasted or anything like that. I learned a lot of things while I was at university about critical thinking, about slowing down, and thinking about how the root of a problem. You know, you gotta you gotta think very specifically about what's causing something and how you can prevent you know future problems from happening. It's about just listening and you know having a passion for this industry and wanting to contribute to it that's really all that it is and if you have you know that drive and that willingness to learn you'll be successful so you had no experience working with a cnc machine before none no like a lot of what i did was learning on the job like i said before i worked in camps 
Like I was a camp counselor and a leadership trainer. Like I did a lot of work with kids with different disabilities at camp and things like that as well. I worked a lot with kids and I had no mechanical background other than fixing things at home, I guess, but changing a light bulb isn't really fixing things, right? I don't know. I went there and I just started asking questions. And I think maybe curiosity is also a big thing that you have to have when you're, when you're going into something like this, because the thing is every day is going to be different. Every, every single piece of agricultural manufacturing is completely different, so you have to be curious about it, because once I started asking questions and getting answers, I just wanted to learn more. And yeah, again, I had no experience on CNC machines but as soon as I showed interest in learning about it they were more than willing to teach me everything I wanted to know and and slowly I started getting trained on machines and by the end of it I was pushing out hubs and spindles like uh, like the other guys there and and everyone's so welcoming and, and very willing to teach so that also helps a lot. Where do you see your career going in the future? I really like egg manufacturing uh, where I'm at now, I'm really enjoying it because it gives me the chance to learn as much as I can. So for the foreseeable future, I'll be where I am because I also really, really like Bauman's. Like it's a, it's a nice family and, and it's a company that I see a lot of growth for myself and for the company. So it's kind of cool to be a part of that. In the future, I think that I would move more towards the marketing and like bigger kind of sales side of, of ag manufacturing. I'd love to stay in this industry specifically, but one of the big things that I have been doing while at Bowens is working with updating catalogs and creating content and doing things like that. So that's been really fun and I could see myself kind of moving into that side of things and, and also you know, helping to promote this industry to more people and attract more women. I think that's something specifically I'd like to focus on in my workplace because there's definitely a ratio there and uh, it can be changed and I think that it just needs to start somewhere. So that's the plan for now. What advice would you have for anyone who's thinking about getting into the ag manufacturing industry? My advice for someone who's thinking about getting into ag manufacturing would be to just ask as many questions as possible. Because guaranteed, whatever you are interested in, there is going to be a facet of agriculture and of egg manufacturing that's going to be for you. Whether it be social media, promotion, whether it be marketing, whether it be sales, whether it be actually working with your hands, doing the welding, or you're doing machinery. There's so many different things that you can be doing, and it's such a big field that I believe that there's something for everyone out there. So it's really just about asking questions and if you're interested in a specific field, why not look in egg manufacturing specifically? Because there's so much demand for it as well. That's another big thing. As a woman working in the egg industry and as someone who's worked both in an office role and in the plant itself, are you seeing a shift in some of the barriers surrounding women working in egg manufacturing? So when I was at Eldale, it was awesome because when I started, there was one other girl on the floor. And by the time I left Elder, there were five. And everyone was on the floor. So running, running machines, doing assembly, um, kind of doing odd jobs, helping out here and there. So I think that a lot of people think of agriculture and they think, you know, that's the man's industry. And, and if I were to get into it, I'd need to work in an office or I'd need to do this or that or that. I've heard that before and I have seen that as well. But in my experience, we can do as much as any, any man can do as well. And I've seen a lot of really powerful women go through the shop and, and kick ass at it, for lack of a better word. So I think that there's a stereotype that if you're a woman, you want to go into agriculture, you have to be somewhere specific. And I think that I thought that too, until Donna walked through the shop. 
I met her and she was a, a big motivator because I'm like, hey, like she's kind of a powerhouse and she's like the president of this huge thing in, in agriculture, right? So I think it's just about showing everybody that we can be here too and, and it's just as much of a, of a place for women as it is for everyone else. And I think the dichotomy is changing too because when I was uh, going into the shop, definitely nervous, but all the guys are, they're awesome. They're so willing to teach and they are willing to listen and, and it's, it's, been, it's been good that way. There's definitely challenges here and there. There's always gonna be someone who's like, ah, I don't think you can do that, but you just gotta show them that you can. Thank you so much to Chris Morrison and Jordan Graber for speaking with me on AMC Cultivate. If you'd like to learn more about a career in ag manufacturing, I encourage you to visit AMC's Careers in Ag website at careersinag.ca. Thank you so much to FCC Farm Credit Canada for sponsoring AMC Cultivate and helping to make the podcast possible. AMC Cultivate is a production of Agricultural Manufacturers of Canada, AMC visit a-m-c.ca or you can follow AMC on LinkedIn and on Twitter at AMC Shortline CDA. If you have any feedback about the podcast or ideas for future shows, send an email to inquiries at a-m-c.ca or send us a text to 431-533-1AMC. That's 431-533-1262. I'm Robert Zirk signing off for AMC Cultivate. Thank you again so much for listening and we'll see you next time.